Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. humans and welcome back to the podcast today we have a beautiful special guest mr jason bime he is somebody who i've worked with in the past and i just think that he's an absolute epic fucking human he's a super successful cpa now turned to life coach and peak performance coach as he likes to call it and now he helps people reach their untapped potential he is a coach and just person in general who is full of realness and just gives it to you like it is, and empowers you through tough love and to fucking take action in your life. He has clients who basically say that he has something that a PhD can't even give you. And he has insight that's not just mental, but it comes from a different place. It's a tough love, but a loving place and just a very real place. And his clients are people who he attracts, who are tired of living their life half-assed and who are ready to take their accomplishments and themselves to a different level. He's a life coach. He encompasses all, all different types of practices and he coaches the human as a human. So obviously I had to bring him on here because we support people with that mission. He also has an epic weight loss story, but even deeper of an internal transformation. So naturally I had to bring him onto the podcast to help inspire you guys to tap into your potential and learn what it's like to give yourself 110% every day in a balanced way. So, Mr. Jason, I will give it over to you if you want to introduce yourself and, yeah, fill in any blanks. Wow, that introduction is incredible. I may have to steal that. I don't look at myself at anything like that, so thank you for that <laughs> incredible introduction. But, uh, you know, if people are looking at my face and my name and my picture, they're like, who the heck is Jason Byme? Let me, let me tell you, let me alleviate all your concerns. Jason Byme is nobody. He's nobody special. He's just an average Joe, puts his pants on one leg at a time like everybody else does. And, uh, you know, the, the only thing that makes me different than some other people is I've been overcoming adversity essentially my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I think those things make me uniquely qualified to coach and, and teach and help, you know, those average Joes and Janes who are just struggling in their everyday life. You know, for, for people like me, it's tough to relate to a Navy SEAL or a Tony Robbins because these guys are so big and out there. It's just, it's tough for me to relate. So a lot of people, you know, want to relate to someone who's gone through it. So just to hit the wave tops, like, like Johnny said, I've, I used to be over 300 pounds. I'm 175 now. So I lost over 130 pounds. Um, extremely negative, pessimistic person, completely changed my outlook on life. Now I'm a uh, you know, positive ball of energy, as I, I like to call it. Um, overcame crippling bouts of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and also not only a food addiction, but a drug addiction as well. So I have a highly addictive mentality. And now my, my addiction I'm pouring into is is my new coaching brand jump above boundaries and, and like johnny touched on you know we're we're a new coaching brand we're doing some some good things we have a couple of clients right now who are doing some amazing amazing things thank you for actually doing some homework most podcast hosts don't do homework at all you sounds like you looked at one of my testimonials so that was awesome um but yeah i'm just helping people you know every day trying to get better and um 
you know, throughout my journey uh, of coaching, it's caused me to kind of go full bore. And that's the reason I'm on the show today. Um, I hit a pretty big burnout and you were the first one to call me out back in June, back in the uh, rise and thrive entrepreneur class. You're like, you're going too fast. You're going to burn out. And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm a peak performer. I teach people how to be there, you know, reach their untapped potential. I'm going to push through it. And what happened? Hit that wall like everyone else did. And now I'm using that to help other people. So we could, we could dive in wherever you want. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so, so, so much. Oh, I find it so interesting when like somebody else describes you and then you describe yourself and you're like, I just put my pants on sometimes two feet in one fucking leg of my pants. And like, yep. that's just normal. <laughs> and <laughs> it's totally true though. Or like it's on backwards or like you can't figure it out, you know? And I think that people think that that makes them not special or that makes them not capable because they do things like that. Or like, that's something that like the average person would do and like somebody who's helping people is not average like you're better than me you have to be higher than me and i love how you said like i'm i'm just not special that's a phrase that i use that's a phrase that my one of my first business coaches megan yelaney like really instilled in me like you're just someone who overcame adversary and i really appreciate you sharing all of the struggles that you have overcome um and to bring it into awareness like just because your struggles might be harder or perceived to be harder by other people that doesn't mean that the struggles that we go through who might not experience that like are any less of a struggle you know like your shit's hard and what everybody else goes through is hard it's just different layers of hardness absolutely mm -hmm. everyone's going to go through some type of adversity and yeah. and it, it, you know once you get into the comparison game of oh i went through drug addiction and obesity but i'm only going through you know anxiety it doesn't matter like whenever yeah. you're going through something that's difficult you probably think it's like the end of the world and it's the end all be all and i promise you like going through my weight loss journey it was not easy you know it, it, it happened in about 10 months that i lost all the weight but, you know, every day was a struggle. Still to this day, every day is a struggle. Yeah, you know, sometimes I struggle with walking and chewing gum at the same time. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the biggest thing I needed to take out of that was I needed to subordinate my ego because it's, it's tough for men. And Joe really touched on this in the last podcast where yeah. it's tough for men to really like step out of their comfort zone because we're supposed to be this macho alpha beating our chest guys all the time and not be vulnerable. It was really difficult for me to really subordinate that ego and, mm -hmm. and decide to get vulnerable. But I realized that, you know, my story could really resonate with some people. So I will push myself out of my comfort zone because the ultimate goal is to help people not about my feelings. Yeah, oh, so beautifully put. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a misconception that men are inherently like not vulnerable and women are. And I think that's a crock of shit because for years, like I was never, like until like 2020, I was never vulnerable. Like my mom literally just saw me cry for the first time like four weeks ago. <laughs> like wow. I was never... I never acknowledged my feelings because I was stuck in that like, go, 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 go to avoid the things that happened to you and the struggles that you went through from happening to me. So it's almost like we had flip flopped like stories um, because a lot of my family went through a lot of the things that you struggled with. And I was mm -hmm. intent on not making that a thing. So anything that I felt myself like falling out of bounds with, 
automatically just like nipped in the butt. And I was like, that's not me. This is going to be me. And it's really interesting that you have that vulnerability inherently. And then, and it might be a little bit easier for you to do that and use it as your strength. Whereas for me, I built my business off of not being vulnerable and off of just like shutting down all of the feelings because I thought my struggles weren't legit. I thought that people who struggled, quote unquote, like you, were people who actually deserve to be vulnerable. And when it comes to the coaching industry and just, I mean, life in general, but in the way it relates to coaching, like when you're not in touch with the feelings, that's when burnout happens. When you're just trying to do, 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 that's when burnout happens. And when you're constantly telling yourself that somebody else's struggles are worse than mine, quote unquote, like that's when you don't step into your power. That's when you don't use your story to help people. And like your client said, it's the way that you can relate to somebody is your strength and your vulnerability and your stories are your strength. It's not just your knowledge. You could have the best knowledge in the world, but if you can't relate to someone, they're not going to listen to you, you know? Absolutely. And I was, I was the type of guy who was in my previous life. So my, my family and friends now call me new Jason because not only have I transformed physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually as well. So old Jason used to be the guy who would just shove all those feelings way down, way deep down, not, you know, not touch them at all and pretend that they weren't there. And then I'd have these blowups, you know, I'd have these emotional blowups or these breakdowns or whatever. Now, you know, I kind of fell back on in my old ways a little bit, but I was doing it in what I thought was a healthy way because I was doing it with the intention of trying to help people. But in, <laughs> in, in that, I lost the, the feeling or, or the importance of helping myself. Yeah. And that, that led me to hitting that wall at 300 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a beautiful, beautiful, but like painful story. And it's just evidence that you keep struggling through the same shit. You know, like the things you help people with, whether it's emotional eating, weight loss, like just taking action in your life, you still will struggle with it. Like it's still a struggle to not just like sit here and eat a bunch of food. It's still a struggle to not stress eat. It's still a struggle to manage those things. Like we still continuously struggle with those things all the time. Just because I teach business doesn't mean I don't struggle with business. Just because I'm a dietitian doesn't mean that I don't struggle with food, you know? And I think there's just a big misconception that you have to be perfect at the thing that you are actually coaching people with, which also comes down to like just being vulnerable with yourself and other people and understanding that that vulnerability is the like connection point. So my question to you is, um, how did you get to a place where you realized that your gifts, that the struggles that you faced were like needed in the world and realizing that you didn't have to like have all of them fucking figured out before you actually helped people? So that, that the fact that I didn't know that I had to have everything figured out was the biggest thing. So our mutual connection, how we met was you yeah. were the first, the first guest speaker in my coaching group. So Eric Sauls and Steen brought you on and then we've been in, in contact ever since. So yeah. my coach told me imperfect action is the way to go. Just throw spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks. And that's what I was doing. And I was good yeah. at it. Yeah. And it, it led me to an incredible launch. I mean, I came out mm-hmm. of the gates absolutely flying. Yeah. I, was, I was working 5 a.m., 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, to about 9 a.m. And this is only my passion project. So I have a 
quote unquote nine to five job that I'm still working at. Yeah. So I would work nine to, you know, my nine to five is more like eight to eight. <laughs> and then on the back end, I'd be working on the business eight to 11. So you're the first one who warned me about it. You were like, you better watch out. You're doing too much. You're going to have a breakdown. I was like, nope, nope, not this guy, not this new guy. It's not happening. But <laughs> let me tell you, I mean, burnout's a real, a real thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, all throughout my transformational journey, I, I knew that my story could help people, but you know, I, I was indirectly coaching people because I'd see people who I haven't seen in 10 years and they couldn't believe who I was. Like I had to get a new license because people thought I had a fake ID. It was, wow. you know, all these things were, were, were pretty incredible. So it, I was indirectly coaching people. And then all these people were telling me, oh, you need to tell this story. You could really help people. And I promise you, old Jason didn't give a hoot about anyone else. He was an egotistical maniac who only cared about himself and the materialistic things. So I never in a million years would have thought that I'd be helping people. But, you know, as I was indirectly coaching people, they were like, you know, this is incredible. You can really help a lot of people. And then one day, you know, the, this idea for jump above boundaries was festering in my brain for quite some time. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what, it's time. Let's just pull the trigger. Let's see where we're at. And, and we had an incredible launch and, you know, yeah. just showing up every day for my clients is, is what, I, what I'm about. But in doing that, I lost caring for myself. Yeah. And I hit that wall, that metaphorical wall. Yeah. It's, it's a constant battle to like, yeah, I'm giving away so much and I'm doing the things and it feels great. And then you're like, boom. <laughs> or then you're giving yourself so much that then other things kind of slack. And it's kind of just this this balance that we always get to do in adulting and it's even heightened in entrepreneurship because if we are not filling up our own cup enough and we are not being hypersensitive to our energy levels, not even like time management and things like that, like that shit matters. But what matters more is like your energy level. Um, then, and you don't have practices throughout the day to manage that and things with clients and boundaries and stuff like that. Like, it's just, there's only so much you can give. And I've learned time after time that when you launch, when you're in, in burnout, like when it's like a good amount of time that you've been experiencing it and you're constantly ignoring it, you can be doing all of the strategy, but eventually it's not going to work because you're physically going to be capped. And the universe is like, no, no, you don't have any energy. Why would you expect a client? Um, and that, that's where I came up with my branding around thriving. Because you cannot thrive and just make money. Like that's an aspect of thriving and like doing your passion and things like that. But you also have to take care of yourself. And like, it's this constant, like thrive in business to thrive in life, thrive in life to thrive in business. Like you cannot do one without the other. You know, yeah, it's just a constant lesson. That's so funny how everything's interconnected that way. And like, you can't neglect one area for another. And that's what I was doing. It's a new coach. I was like, this is my new toy. Like, I want to play with this thing all the time. I want to do all the things about with it. And, yeah. you know, in that I lost myself and I, I was basically being a hypocrite. I was doing mm -hmm. the exact opposite of what I was coaching my clients to do, yeah. you know, being intentional being, you know, being in the moment, making sure you're doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. So you're operating at your optimal peak performance. Yeah. Yes, I was doing that in my business, but I wasn't doing that in my personal life. And it ended up affecting my business. Thank goodness. I wasn't so far gone that I, you know, lost yeah. the business or anything. I uh -huh. took a two week reset and I was like, okay, let's get back to, let's get back to zero. Let's get out of the red and let's yeah. reset 
and come back even stronger. So now I know the warning signs of burning out from business. I knew the warning signs of burning out in my personal life, but I just thought I was tired and I was being emotional from this new venture. And so I just, like I, like I did in my old life, just shoved those things way deep down and then they bubbled up. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the difference between you being intentional in your business and maybe what was happening before or like whatever that balance kind of looked like or out of balance looked like for you? Yeah. So I came out of the gates flying. Like I said, I was, I was, and you gave me this advice as well. I was taking in information from like six different coaches. I was like constant information overload. I have like 300 PowerPoint slides of like information. And I was just, because I thought I could fake it until I make it. So I figured the more information I took in, the more information I'll have to put out. And it was just constant overload. So then once I realized you and Eric were like, you, you got to pump the brakes. You got to absolutely pump the brakes because you're going you're gonna to drive yourself insane. And that's exactly what happened. But I thought, you know, my main question to my coach was, who am I? Why would anybody listen to me? And why would anybody buy a coaching program from me? I was the definition of, a, of an imposter. I, you know, I had imposter syndrome in, in every single aspect of my life. I was like, I am just an average Joe. Why is like, my story is not special. Why is anyone going to listen to me? And then I realized, you know, Eric coached me out of it a little bit. I just realized you're being intentional in your personal life. You're taking care of your, your family, your fitness, your finance, your faith, every area of your life you're good in but I wasn't doing that in my business. And then once I was doing that in my business, I'm the type of guy who goes full bore in everything. So I went way overboard and I finally had to realize I need to reel it, you know, reel it in a little bit. And it's okay to know what you don't know. It's okay to ask for help and it's okay to not have everything figured out. You can figure it out along the way. The main thing I tell my clients is we're going to take this one day at a time and figure out this thing we call life together. That's my main topic I tell my clients after every single session. So, yeah. you know, I just need to take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So number one, everything is everything. The way we treat one thing is the way it's going to manifest in a, this, in a similar way, in a different way, kind of. The same problem is going to come up. Um, you're just not going to realize it's the same fucking problem. Um, mm-hmm. I've learned the, the lesson of burnout so many times and it was from listening to other people doubt me. So I just did what you did and I went full fucking force. And that led me to close my meal prep business. I just wanted to like prove it to other people to prove to them that I can do this. And that led me to burnout because I was mentally fucking exhausted. Mentally, you have to prove to this person because they're doubting you and just letting all of the influence of everybody else, whether they were successful and helpful or like, just a family member who was just complaining in my ear, like, what are you to do this? What are you doing? Um, so taking in information in any other way that you are not filtering is such a bad way to learn a skill. <laughs> it's such a bad way to get to where you want because it's just unfiltered shit in a topic you're not sure about. And then you're not trusting yourself to filter it. So I'm pretty sure when you were on one of my calls, I was like, do you want to hop off? Like, do you not want to be here? Like, it's perfectly fine because I know what got me to where I am was I listened to one fucking person and one person only. And I'm still listening to that person who's my current mentor and like the people she taught, which kind of taught similarly, you know? So like 
even the techniques that Eric uses with you, Eric Salzenstein is another coach that um, Jason has worked with. Like, I know a little bit of what he's talking about, but I've never tried it. I just found what worked for me and I blocked everything else out. And I watched people like continuously absorb and absorb and absorb, or even clients I've worked with and they absorb and they absorb and they absorb. And they're absorbing so much from other people that they're not doing the things that they were supposed to be doing. So it's not that listening to multiple people is bad, but not filtering the things you're listening to is really bad. And Instagram and social media can suck that up royally. Absolutely. I mean, social media is, well, I don't want to say it's accessible because it's where we run our business, but you need to be careful because, so what I did was I essentially did what I call a negativity audit in every aspect of my life. So especially social media, I went and I looked at all my followers and I unfollowed about 1500 people because they weren't serving a purpose for me. They were negative. They weren't promoting my brand or I just didn't know who they were. And I'm like, why the heck am I following this person? I have no idea who they are. So, you know, once I got intentional and realized, Hey, this social media can be used for a benefit. It's solely where I do my business. Now I'm solely on Instagram. I don't have an email list. I don't have a website. So I'm solely on Instagram and it's, it's a blessing and a curse. So you got to be careful with that. But but it just goes back to being intentional and knowing what you don't know and what you need to know. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the thing with me is in the beginning when I was taking in all this information from all these different coaches, I was taking in information from like the top coaches in the industry, like a Bedros Koulian or a Craig Ballantyne, guys who are charging $50,000 a coaching yeah. session. I don't even and know who like, any of those people are, by the way. No, they're, <laughs> they're big time business yeah. coaches. And they're like, I was in their masterminds. I'm like, what am mm-hmm. I doing? I don't belong here. They're all talking about systems and things yeah. that you can do once you have like a proven business. Yeah. And then I decided, all right, enough's enough. Let me, let me cut it back, scale it back. And then I, I went full bore from, from there on out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it could, like you said, it could be like a blessing or a curse. Um, it's important to know what's out there and trusting yourself to listen to your own methods and the people that you feel guided by and called to and anything else that just distracts you from what you're doing is just not a good thing. Like I've unfollowed probably most business coaches other than ones that I've directly paid, which is two of them. (laughs) That is it because I, I just can't, if they're not a client, if they're not a really, really, really good friend, like I have friends on there, but like they're not popping up because I'm not engaging with them. That's like a human interaction versus Instagram interaction. But if they're not like a good resource for my Instagram or my, you know, my business, they're not on my, not there at all. And the minute that I start second guessing myself, I mute them. I even muted my current mentor, Amanda Bucci, right now. And I told her last night, I was like, hey, dude, I love you, but I had to mute you because I'm launching and I want to make sure I don't get convoluted with your messaging and I don't want to get triggered by your content and all of that stuff. Because like you said, like you, you always think everybody else is better. Yep. You know, you think everybody else knows something else, whether you're paying the coach or you're not. You just think that, oh, I didn't do that. And oh, I didn't market like that. And oh, I don't have a system. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do I need right now is the only question you need to ask. What content do I need to produce? Who am I helping? What do I need to get to the next level? You know? Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've you know, switched avenues, changed gears because I saw something on Instagram that a seven-figure coach was doing. And I was like, oh, they must know what the heck they're doing. So let me do that, you know? And at the end of the day, where to get me? Nowhere. 
<laughs> nowhere. Once I was real with myself and ran my business, how I wanted to run my business and how I thought I needed to run my business, that's when things started taking off. And, you know, some of the, my clients out there are really doing some incredible, incredible things. And it's not like I'm doing anything, reinventing the wheel. You don't need to do that. Sometimes people just need someone to talk to. And, you know, one client of mine, we're building a business for her. She didn't even know she wanted to do that. So I'm taking inspiration from, from you and Eric. And that, you know, that wasn't even a topic she thought of. Now she has a purpose. She's excited every day and she's, she's building something out and it's incredible to see the transformation. Yeah. That's epic that you just like roll with it and trust yourself and learn and ask. And I think that's the most important thing in having mentors that you trust is that you can just, I don't know all the answers to business whatsoever at all. I will never claim to. And that's something else I wanted to touch upon where you actually let your clients know that, hey, we're going to take this day by day and we are going to figure it out. And that is what a coaching relationship is. Not a single coach should ever get out there and say, my way is the best. My way is the only way. And like everybody else is fucking wrong. You get to say that, hey, this is my way and -and so-and-so's way can be great. Let's figure out which one makes sense for you. If somebody comes to me and wants to build out a massive email funnel, but yet they don't have a product, I'm going to say, whoa, hold on. But I want Facebook ads. Okay, well, number one, I don't know anything about Facebook ads. Number two, let's backtrack and say, what do you need to get to that point of eventually using Facebook ads, right? It's, it's all about your coach being able to say, hey, this is what I know to be true. This is where I want to guide you. And what do you want out of this? Like always, it's a two-way street. I think people look at coaching as like, I'm just the teacher. And my way has to be right. And there's nothing that that person can question me on. If that person questions you, you get to have a conversation about it. It's not that difficult. Oh, but Jason told me to do this. Eric told me to do this. Johnny told me to do this. Like you just simply evaluate each method because there's a billion and one ways to do everything. And that's why I created my mindset course. Shameless plug right there that is currently for sale. Link is in the bio, but to help people really embrace that tool of understanding that I can be the expert in in what I know and continue learning so that you don't continuously hold yourself back. You know, like you said, if you hold yourself back, you're not going to be helping people and helping people is the goal and helping people is the way you get a lot of fucking money. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, you know, that is the ultimate goal. I mean, it's, uh, you know, this is not uh, also, this is not a money grab for me because like I said, I have my, you know, my, my nine to five job that supports my current lifestyle. So this is really just about me helping people. And I, it really goes back to me again, having to subordinate my ego. I used to be the guy who thought he knew everything and thought he was God's gift to earth and thought his, you know, what didn't stink. But now, you know, I have to take a step back and say, you know what? I may not know that, but I know someone who may. So let me bring on maybe a subject matter expert. That's fine with me. I used to be the guy who's like, Oh, I know this. I'm going to, I'm going to speak out my ass and that's it. But you know, what I tell my clients in the beginning, coaching is not, therapy. We may go through some therapeutic things, but coaching is 51%, the client, 49%, the coach. I could, you know, I could implement strategies all day long, tell you what to do, but if you don't implement them, you're not going to be successful. You know, it's the saying you could bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. So that's, you know, it's, it's really is a partnership. And that's why I tell my clients, like you said, after every session, we're going to figure this thing out one day at a time. Yeah, definitely. And that that's what makes a good coach is not thinking that it has to be 95% coach and 5% 
I would say child. Wow. Sorry. You guys are not my children, but 5%, (laughs) 5% clients. (laughs) Like it's the complete opposite way. The, the ideal clients that we definitely are all looking for are the ones who are ready to put in that 51%, who are ready to put in 110% and just say, what's the strategy? Hey, this is what I'm struggling with, right? The clients who succeed are not just the ones who take the strategy and run and go silent and have success. The clients who actually succeed are the ones who say, hey, Johnny, this is fucking hard. I'm struggling today. I woke up feeling like this, like, oh, what is going on? And once we can actually coach that client through that, which really is not a difficult task, it takes practice, but it's not as difficult as people make it feel like um, or seem like then that client actually walks away with the tools necessary to do it for themselves over and over and over again. And sometimes it takes a while to figure out the tools that that client needs and that client has to be okay with it. If that client's going to leave you and say, Oh, you're a douchebag. You couldn't help me on try one or three. Then that client was probably not an ideal client. and wasn't implementing, you know, the clients who think the clients who reflect the clients who take what you teach them actually implement and learn their patterns are the ones who are going to succeed. Absolutely. And and that's the, that's the name of the game is succeeding long-term. And another thing I tell my clients is that I want to coach myself out of a job, not good for business, but I want to get to a point where my clients no longer need me because I've gave, I've given them the tools they need to be successful in their everyday lives and operate at their optimal performance. But, you know, probably not a good business strategy, but, but still, anyway, I, you know, <laughs> once I realized that my coaching business was not about me and it was all about my clients, that's when things started taking off. So in yeah. the beginning, I spent like eight weeks designing this model and I was like, I'm going to live, breathe and die by this model. And I'm just going to shove it down people's throats because this is what I know. My first session the model went out the window and I haven't even touched it since, yes. you know? So yeah. it's just about throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks because it's not about you. It's not about people don't buy programs. People yeah. don't buy the bonuses. People buy coaches. So they're buying you. They're investing yeah. in you. And the reason we charge the high ticket prices that we do, it's also a barrier to entry because the only the people who are serious about making changes are going to, you know, pay that. So it's also a good barometer of who your good clients are going to be because they're willing to make the investment in themselves. I promise you the first time I made my investment with Eric, I was shaking when I wired the money, but (laughs) I knew I was going to see multiples on my investment. And I certainly have. So, you know, the people who are willing to make that investment in themselves are the ones who are going to be the best clients. Yeah. A thousand percent. I love that. It's a great way to look at at money. And I just want to add on to what you said about like your business is all about your clients, like a thousand percent it is. And it's also okay to be selfish about like what you want, you know, sure. like that's also a massive, massive thing when it comes to money, when it comes to energy, that's like how we price our programs. It's not just the knowledge that you know, or how long you've been in business for, or how long you've been an expert at this or have been coaching people. It's also like mainly your energy, yep. you know, it's mainly, mainly your energy. And if my client doesn't pay me enough to show up, I'm not going to show up as much for them. And you have to be okay saying that. I had a client the other day who like felt awful. She's like, I wouldn't show up for less than $800 a month, but that makes me feel bad, but I wouldn't. And I was like, okay, that's, that's the price that we need to be at. We need to get comfortable saying that the first time I charged someone $3,000 a month, I shit my pants. I was like, ah, who just paid me that? (laughs) 
and they got fucking ep- i mean the same people who- so price point for me is like a thing where i've had people pay me a fuck ton of money and not do a single thing and oh, interesting. I've had, yeah and i've had people pay me very little amounts of money and give it their all so yes a lot of it is the money and it does it's not the only determining factor not the only yeah that makes sense things. i i was the exact yeah. same way i was like the first time someone someone gave me a thousand dollar price point i was like are, yeah. are you sure you want to do this like are you sure you're buying this you know you're buying me you know like <laughs> what i'm about or what i went through or like yeah so it's, i was a hundred percent imposter syndrome but once i got over that and, and realized i got to show up for my clients but you know to go back to the burnout it's 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 a real it's a real issue in in the united states i mean especially in the entrepreneurial world like something like 60% of entrepreneurs ex- experience burnout and it, you know it's estimated to cost the us economy like 300 billion dollars annually so mm. this is a prevalent problem and i'm actually mm. incorporating this into my program because yes. everyone's experienced it at some point and everything that i'm you know, coaching my clients through now is not something that I haven't put myself through. So I've experienced this burnout where I was shot out of a cannon, ready to go, doing everything, burning the candle at both ends, super successful, success breeds success. And I just kept going and the ball kept rolling. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, that burnout happened all at once. I'm talking physical, mental, emotional, all at once it hit me and it's real. And it, it, I'm going to be honest, it was a little scary because I've always had a, a little bit of a burnout in one area or another, but not all at once. And I finally realized, I was like, you need to stop or else you are going down a wrong path. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to show up for your clients and you need to make a change. So I, I realized it. And I took a two week hiatus from everything. I said yeah. to my clients, I was like, I need a break. You know, I'm here if you need me, but no sessions. I need a break. I took a social media break and you know, I recharge and it's okay to recharge. The, the point of this business is the fact that you're able to do it anywhere. I was literally working on the beach with my laptop, building out PowerPoint slides, trying mm-hmm. to get clients. And that's the exact opposite of what we want in this business yeah. world. You want to be able to live on the beach and, and enjoy the beach not be tethered to your laptop. So yeah. these are real prevalent issues in, in, in not in just, you know, the entrepreneurial world, but in society at large today. Yeah. A thousand percent plus working on the beach with a laptop sucks because you can't see shit. Let's be real. Yep. And you're sweaty and you can't, you have sunscreen. Sands everywhere. On your, oh, it's, it's terrible. Awful. Yeah. Awful, awful. Um, yeah. So it's about designing your life to avoid this. Like when you reach burnout in one area, it's going to trickle into another, it's going to trickle into another, it's going to trickle into another, which all impacts your business. So it's ultimately, no matter what coaching field people are in, whether it's anxiety coaching, whether it's performance coaching, whether it's sports performance, like whatever it is, business coaching, the number one, I always say the number one, but this is like a massive reason why people struggle is that they face burnout and they don't know how to step back and they just think they need to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's like when you're doing the things at the gym, your weight's not increasing on the barbell, your body weight is not going down and you're just like, I got to cut more. I have to increase my weight more. And you're trying and you just look like death and you're like, this is awful, but I got to get there. But I have to keep up that momentum. The ultimate answer to finding the solution to anything in that scenario is taking that step back. So my question to you is, what did it look like before you took the step back? And then what did it look like after you took the step back? 
before taking the step back, I was the guy who looked like the mad scientist because I, I, I essentially started this because I was bored during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I had this idea for a long time and I was like, I'm stuck inside. What the hell am I going to do? So yeah. I was like, March 8th. All right, let's start a business. Sure. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> so I, I threw it, I, you know, I threw spaghetti at the wall and I, I literally looked like a mad scientist. Hair was sticking up everywhere. Eyes mm-hmm. were bloodshot. Um, you know, my, my health was deteriorating. I wasn't sleeping. I was anxious. After I finally took a step back, I detached because sometimes when you're in the weeds, you lose the forest through the trees and you think all these goals are, are, you know, insurmountable goals. So I'd wake up every morning and I'd be like, where I have so many things to do. Where do I even start? Yeah. And I'm the type of guy who is like a type A, like a go, go, go getter. And I have a lot of trouble delegating and letting things go. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest, uh, you know, key performance indicator right now is to bring on help because I looked at this thing as like, my, this was my baby. I need to do everything myself. You know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I've seen my, people in my family build businesses and successful ones. And I was like, I want to do this myself. I don't want anyone, anyone's help. I'm a little stubborn, a little hard-headed, so it makes sense why yeah. I would do that. But now I have to realize that it's just not possible. Like even if I was full-time in, in my business, that's still not possible. If you want to grow to six or seven figures, yeah. you have to have a team around you. And that's what I talk about to my clients. And that's why I was saying I was being a hypocrite because I talk to my clients all the time about having a solid tribe around you having a a good internal and external board of directors, people who will hold you accountable. And I wasn't doing that in my business. It was just all me all the time. I was the one making all the decisions. Now I'm looking on bringing on, you know, certain members of of the team and building things out and doing this the right way and putting systems in place so that it's not just me grinding until 5 a.m. every morning. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. To back check first to the mad scientists look like, look alike. So I think when people, again, they'll associate with like, oh, well, Jason's doing this. He actually brought in $1,000 per client. He is, uh, has a successful job, so he's working like that, but I'm not doing that, so I can't possibly be burnt out, right? So can you explain a little bit more what the actual feelings were when you woke up? Because you don't have to look like a mad scientist with bloodshot eyes who's working from 5 a.m. to 5, you know, to 10 p.m. every single day, waking up and doing it again, who has 10 clients or, you know, whatever the number is, but you can be achieving it at any single stage, you know? And again, the purpose is just intention behind what you're doing, not time spent in what you're doing. So can you talk about, like, get really, really detailed with the feelings that you would feel around the anxiety when you would go to do something, when you would wake up in the morning, et cetera, so people can relate themselves to it? Absolutely. I used to wake up and I do now that I'm back into it. Like, and I would hop out of bed, like my ass was on fire, ready to conquer the day. And I'm like, what can I do now? What can I get, you know, move the needle in my business. And then it slowly started to me beginning to start hitting the snooze button. Mm -hmm. And I'm the guy who says snooze. I tell my clients snooze is the enemy. That's, That's your number one weakness. And that's the first loss of the day. And I started hitting snooze and I started slipping a little bit and I started not becoming as fulfilled in my business. And I wasn't as intentional. I was, I was exhausted. All I wanted to do was sleep. And this is from, you know, a a long-term exposure to high pressure in my day job, but also I was putting an immense amount of pressure on myself 
my business because I was like, I need to come, you know, ready every single day. I need to bring the energy. I need to show up. I need to hit the six figure mark, you know, in the shortest amount of time possible. I need to do all the things, but it, it was really, once I realized that all I wanted to do was sleep, lack of motivation, not wanting to do anything like no. my, I, I didn't want to post content on social media anymore. And like, that's what I enjoy doing. I didn't want to show up for my clients. I was just like, it started to become a burden and I just lost that motivation to want to do it. And that, and being lackadaisical and tired, that those are all clear cut signs for me. And that's exactly what I went through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. I picture like a road runner, which apparently we have them in Texas, by the way. I saw one the other day and I was like, that is running across. That's a road runner. What the hell? Anyway, side note, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's also from New York as an FYI. Um, yes. Right from New York or live in New York? Both from well, and live. Yeah. No road runners in New York, at least in the no. city. <laughs> Just no. people who, who act like road runners and then get yeah. run over by like a fucking taxi. Like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yes, such good examples. Yeah, I would say also like symptoms of burnout are like wanting to like a mental, mental burnout, maybe not even physical where like you're not able to get out of bed and stuff like that. That could be a mental thing too. But like, I think it just comes down to the pressure you're placing on yourself to get there the quickest. And the thing with the pressure is that the more pressure you place, the slower you get there. Because yep. you're not able to think big picture, not able to look at the forest, you're able to just like get fucking lost. And just going around in circles instead of okay there's a straight road that i can take or i can continue getting sidetracked you're going to continue getting sidetracked all the time and it's not going to look like a straight road but it's going to look a lot straighter if you stick to the plan and you take care of your mental and physical fucking health and you thrive and you actually take care of that that's why it's so 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 deep for me anytime anything has like quote unquote fucked up in my business or fucked up in my life or my health or anything like that it's because i was not in alignment with the things that make me thrive and I make all of my clients have that thrive list and stick to it. And whenever they're like, hey, I'm struggling with this first question I ask, are you thriving? No. And the number one thing that they say is I'm struggling with the things I teach my clients. That's why we do them because we see such a big need for it. So like just a good marker, if anybody's feeling like a little bit off, ask myself, am I, fi am I finding myself not doing the things that I recommend to my clients? Mm -hmm. I guarantee the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> no matter what you do as a coach, I guarantee you the answer is going to be yes. Because that was the answer to you to get better, better at whatever it is in the first place. So once you lose the thing that caused you to get better, now you're not going to be as good anymore and you're going to be struggling with things. Right? Absolutely. So just find out what that thing is for you and realign yourself with it. Um, I know symptoms for me of burnout is like my income. My income always gets capped. Always, always, always. It got ca capped at the 10K mark. It got capped at the 20K month. Now we're reaching for 65K months. Now I'm like, okay, who else do I need? How else can I delegate? How else can I get there, right? Is it scary? Does my ego come in where I'm like, yes, I need to do everything? Or do I continue reaching burnout and just continue not doing it? Like, which one do you want, right? It's the same thing with hiring a coach. Like, you can continue trying the things or you can get help from somebody who's done it in a way that you want to do it yourself. Right. And that's, that's the thing. Most people, you know, they're afraid to ask for help. They, they mm -hmm. look at it as a weakness and yeah. the people who are really willing to help themselves and make the investment in them.
themselves usually make the best clients. That's what I've seen in my business. I mean, I don't, I don't want someone I, I've turned away clients before because I've had a discovery call and they're just like, yeah, yeah okay, whatever, I guess I'm kind of into this. Um, yeah. You want, you know, you want to take my card, I guess we could do this. And I'm like, I don't want to work. I want to work with someone who's wanting to better themselves and, you know, yeah. listen to, to what, what we have to say and, and make changes and improvements. So, yeah. you know, I, I was the biggest hypocrite. I was literally not doing any of the things that I was telling my clients to do. And it wasn't all at once. It was kind of a trickle effect. So it was, mm -hmm. you know, I started hitting snooze, then I stopped journaling and then I stopped, you know, affirmations and all these things that I tell my clients are necessities. I stopped doing one by one by one and slowly the wheel started to come off until I hit that wall. And it was like, yeah. okay, time to detach. I, I lost the forest through the trees, but yeah. you know, thankfully my body reacted in a way that it alarmed me to, to make a change, yeah. you know, cause God knows I could have went down a, a, another bad path and, and, and who knows, you know, who knows, but yeah. now I'm, I'm, I'm much more aware of it. I, I know I don't need to get to the six. This is supposed to be fun. Like I'm, I wanted to build this thing to help people solely for that reason. And if I could help one person, yeah. that is a success for me. Yes, all the money, all the likes, all the comments, all that other crap will come with it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I just need to be me. I need to be, you need to be you. You need to be a healthy person and, and just keep, keep moving forward. Keep moving the needle forward. And you don't need to do it by yourself. It's okay. Yes, yes. I love that you just need to be you. You need to put the person, you need to be the person who puts both legs into one pant hole. <laughs> mm -hmm. but but that's the thing when it comes to sales calls when it comes to content when it comes to trainings when it comes to doing a podcast if you are reaching any sort of burnout and you're just going 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 and you're not in alignment with your mission you're not in alignment with that helping you're not in alignment with the reason why you're doing the things then it's going to come off and you're also going to attract more people for the people you don't want and that's yep. a lesson that the universe consistently teaches us and so noticing those symptoms kind of trickle off and then seeing who you're attracting, seeing how your content's doing, seeing all of those things. And it's because you're just not, you're not you. You're not like genuinely happy, genuinely thriving, right? Absolutely. I was, and I was the guy who I would always live for others. So, mm. you know, and the reason for that being was because I was so anxious and I had such high anxiety that I was never comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. I was never comfortable with who I was. Once I started loving myself and yes. stopped living for others, that's when I could finally start showing up for other people. Because if you're not comfortable in your own skin, you can't help anybody else. Because yeah. if you can't help yourself, if you can't lead yourself, how are you going to help and lead others? Yes. Anytime, so beautiful, so beautiful. Anytime a client is ever struggling to write the content or struggling to show up for themselves or struggling to like do the plan or struggling to come up with the plan, whatever they're struggling with, it's always because of the pressure that they're placing on themselves from self-hate. I think you've heard me say this, like I never, you can't change from a place of self-hatred. You can only change from a place of self-love. Self-hate will take you so far. And then the long-term maintenance of it is going to perpetu be perpetuated by self-love, right? So the number one thing that always holds people back is that they're trying to hate themselves into changing. I hate my situation, even though you don't, you might not hate your situation at your job and the money that you're getting. Like I hate my situation. So I have to make six figures this way. Right. Instead of like, I love doing this and this is providing me with the money in the meantime to get here. 
right? Yep. There's always reframes to make about it. And you talked about how you went from like a negative Nancy type person. What would that be? Negative Nick? Are we just going to go with negative Nick? Is, is that Neg- work? Yeah. That negative works. Nick? Yeah. So can you talk about that um, in terms of your coaching or like whatever's coming up for you? That, that kind yeah. of journey? Yeah, so absolutely. So me, me personally, I mean, I, I had to get over the fact that people don't buy programs, they buy coaches. So like I, like I said earlier, I was, I was, I was hesitant to even go into business because I was like, there's nothing special about me. Why would anybody want to buy anything from me? So that, that gives you a little insight into the type of insecurities I have in my, in my brain and, mm-hmm. and the type of anxiety I have because, you know, I knew other people were telling me that I needed to tell my story because I could help people. I literally had a Navy SEAL tell me that my story could help people. And I was still skeptical of it. You know, if a Navy SEAL who are are these guys who I look up to immensely because of their mindset, if they're telling me I could help people, then I could probably help some people. So I needed to get over that hurdle in my mind. And, you know, the, the thing that I tell my prospective clients is, it's typically not a financial issue, right? Most people come on and they always say it's the finances. They always say, oh, I don't have the money right now. But then when you really dig, that's the same excuse I gave with Eric the first time. I was like, eh, it's kind of steep. I don't have the money right now. And yeah. he got down to it and I was like, oh no, it's just me being insecure. So I finally decided to make the investment in myself. And, and now it's manifested into this person who is you know, is able to go on podcasts, have confidence in himself and, and help other people. And that's all I want to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like the money's a thing. No matter how much money you make, do you have $10,000 laying around? Probably not. Just Probably at, not. like, even if you're a millionaire, like you're going to be really, really secure with what you spend your money on. You're not going to say here. So if that millionaire feels really confident in the thing that they are buying and really confident that they can implement the thing that they're buying or make more money off of it or whatever that person is investing in, they're going to do it, but they're not just going to spend money on something that um, they can just do it because, you know, if, if the inverse was true, if it, if only like when somebody had the money, they would always invest. That means millionaires would always invest in things. No, they're very fucking smart with their money. That's why they're millionaires. Right. So, but that's, that's the same psychology that we all have is, is this worth the investment? Am I worth the investment is always the question that I get to ask people. So on sales calls, I actually don't even like handle objections because in my sales process, I always ask like, what would prevent you from doing this? Do you feel like you are worthy of this investment? Do you feel like this is something that you can dedicate time to right now and why? And I I talk them through all the objections that I know are already going to come up because then they'll talk themselves through it. And if it's literally just like a time thing or an energy thing or something like that, like I'm, then my program is really intensive, whether it's my one-on-one or my beginner program, whatever it is, like I want you to be able to put in the energy to, to it. And I don't want you as a client, if you're not willing to put in the energy to it, right? But you have to talk yourself through it. No coach can talk you into it. You have to talk yourself into it. You have to come up with the limiting beliefs that are preventing you from actually signing. And by asking those questions, people are like, oh, I don't know. I didn't think you would ask me that. I'm kind of really fucking scared. Oh, boom, you're scared. Okay, now the money objection isn't going to be masking that. Also, everybody knows my prices in the world. So like, I also don't deal with that as well. 
But that doesn't mean that I don't have people message me and say, hey, I really, really want this, but it's the finances. And then we always dig deeper. And when you sign somebody who is like so, so, so scared, but like scared in a way they're not going to take action, it's never a good client because then they're just scared, 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 scared. And now they're flipping out about the investment instead of working on themselves. And now you have to take three weeks to talk them into that it's okay before actually doing it. I don't want to waste three weeks, right? I want you to come to me ready as fuck to do it. So handling those objections in your content, handling your objections in email lists on, um, on podcasts, I always handle objections when I'm not even pitching anything. I'm doing it right now. Right. So having it already pre-prepared lessens the amount of time I waste on sales calls, which prevents me from burning out and just having to go through so many people to get a yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a no is okay. And that's, that's another thing for burnout with me was I said yes to everything. (laughs) <laughs> I said yes to every opportunity that came my way. I didn't even analyze it. I was like, oh, someone wants me to write a blog post. Someone wants me on a podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Like yes to absolutely everything. And that was yeah. just another thing I had too many balls in the air to juggle. And I just didn't have enough hands. And, and that's what led me to my burnout and my crash. But yeah. um, to, you know, to go back to what you were talking about before, um, once, I, once I realized that I needed to be me, like I keep saying, that's when my business took off for my clients because I tell them straight up, I'm vulnerable with them. Like I said earlier, I may not know the answer to this, but I'll find out the answer and and I'll get you the answer for sure. But it's okay to know what you don't know. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough in this, you know, toxic masculinity society where, you know, men, it's, it's kind of tough to to be vulnerable. And I, I, I think it's, it's, it's needed. It's absolutely needed because yeah. people bottle things up and then people explode. And that's never what you want to have happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's masculine energy in general is kind of towards that, you know, not necessarily have to have balls to have masculine energy and you, we all do, you know? Um, yeah. I, I literally used to be the same way. I would blow the fuck up at people. I was like, just leave me alone. I can do it. I would be like cooking in the kitchen, working from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then we'd go and deliver all over New York, which took us forever. And then I would be up the next day doing the same thing. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. This is going to be amazing until I actually had the mindset around growth versus like me just doing it by myself and having systems in place and learning and all that stuff, Um, which was unfortunately not during the meal prep business, but here we are and we live, we live and we learn, right? That's that's the most important thing. Yeah. Same thing with clients. You have to teach them that the strategies, you can't sell them that the strategies that you're going to teach them are going to save their entire life and that everything is going to be perfect and that they're not going to struggle anymore. Like there's a point at which I was selling weight loss that way. Like you're never going to have to go on another diet again. And like, that might be true, but like, it doesn't mean your weight's not going to go up and you get to lose it again. And you get to continue, you know, five, 10 pounds, whatever the things are a stressful situation you might lose a bunch of weight. Now you're unhealthy that way. Right. So just being in line with who you are and knowing your values makes it really, really easy to build a business. And it makes it a lot easier to make decisions versus those like emotional things. You know, like if you value your time, if you value your energy and you have those systems in place, like, okay, these are the times I'm working. This is who's taking care of this. So I don't have to do this. Now you can go away, right? I'm going to San Diego this Thursday. I'm in the middle of a fucking launch. I just hired someone for graphics. I had my emails already written, um, all of them written. I wrote like 10 or 15 fucking emails. Like just everything is in place 
so that I'm not doing anything. My VA knows what she's doing. You know, like everybody just has their thing. I have someone for YouTube that I do. All of those things, it's just in place. And when you can trust that that's the thing that you need to not burn out or trust yourself to know that that's how you're actually going to get to the next level, even if it's not right now, it's going to come way sooner than you ever think is possible. I remember I finished 2019 with like $50,000 in revenue. It was from April to um, January, December, end of December. And I was like, there is no way I'm hitting six figures. Like there is no way this I'm averaging, not that amount. Like there's no way I stepped back. I worked on scaling and we hit over six figures in 12 months. Like it was epic, but I, I didn't think like, I'm not going to hit it. I'm not going to hit it. It has to happen. It has to happen. It was just like, okay, I'm serving. I'm doing the things. What's the next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? How, how could I get there? You know, just keeping your options open. You never fucking know. And there's the strategies of raising your prices and systems and, you know, teams and all of those things. Um, so that's all the strategy part. But up here, if this is not, if your mentality is not in line with that, it's not going to work. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it's, this is an ever evolving thing. Like no. our businesses are never going to be done. So for me, I'm the, t- I'm the type of person that likes lists and checklists. So I could say, Oh, check got this off my yeah. list. Done, done, done. There's, this is never going to be finished ever. And I needed to realize that. And I needed to realize that it's okay to ask for help. And that's why I'm implementing systems now, bringing on other people. So, you know, I have, I have all these goals and aspirations, but I know they're going to come because I'm doing this from the right place. I'm doing it correctly. Now I'm not just rushing to get there to say, Oh, I got the six figures in six months or whatever it is. It's like, all that doesn't matter anymore. All all I want to do is serve, show up for my clients, be intentional, take care of myself and my business will, will take off from there. Yeah. And I guarantee you'll get there just as soon or if not sooner than you had initially wanted or in a really fucking epic way that you were like, oh, I'm so glad it happened that way. We are always like getting where we need to go. We just need to listen to it. You know, That's, do you have any- the, un- the universe has funny ways of telling us things, but I usually don't listen. So <laughs> It's going to make you listen. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to listen. Yeah. Uh, journaling is one of my favorite things to do of just like, what are you feeling? Um, even different sort of meditations I take my clients through and different practices that we embody throughout the day of just tapping into that. So we don't try and go ahead without listening and just continuously develop the, a system in our business, honestly, so that we're continuously tapping into that energy and figuring out what it is that we're feeling and that's preventing us and where we're going, you know. Um, but a few more questions for you before we hop off. Um, is there anything else that you would actually want to share with everybody? Any recommendations you have, anything like that? Yeah. Thank you so much. So I just want to let everyone know that, you know, time, times are tough right now. Times are extremely tough right now. And we're being bombarded with negativity. The one thing that helped me change, you know, get out of my rut was you need to start your day off with some type of psychological win and some type of positive notion. No matter what it is, no matter how big or how small, start off your day with a win because no matter what happens the rest of the day, nobody can take away that first win from you. So if it's making your bed, not hitting snooze, you know, reading 10 pages in your book, do something big or small to set your day off for success. You know, all going along my journey, my weight loss journey, if I would have looked at my journey and said, I can't lose 130 pounds in, in 10 months, that's an insurmountable goal. How did I do it? 
I did it one bite at a time by taking one bite out of the elephant at a time. And you just got to take these small incremental steps and changes. You don't have to make these sweeping life altering transformations overnight. You just need to make these little changes and stack them on each other. And as you do, they're going to build out your life and you're going to become a better person for it. So start your day off with some type of win. That's what I tell all my clients. I start all my sessions with new and goods. I want to hear wins since last, last session because I want to start off on a positive note. No matter what happens the rest of the session, we started off with some wins. So start your day off that way and you're going to start off with some, some brightness and some sunshine, even on rainy days. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, there is a tool that I use called the self journal. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm -hmm. Um, epic, epic as fuck. Like you've already planned out like what would actually make today when like, what's like one thing you could just do. I mean, there's tons of journals for that as well. Um, something that also I love to do to start my day is yes, make my bed. Number two, usually get some sort of movement in. Um, yep. if I don't within the first like two hours, I feel kind of slothy throughout the day. Um, mm -hmm. make my bed. Did I already say that? I think I said make my bed and then meditate. Meditate is the first, first thing that I do every single morning, meditate and manifest. So tapping into feelings and then figuring out what feelings I actually want to bring on, whether it's in terms of money or success or abs or like whatever the thing is, and just really learning to tap into that. And that manifestation gets me into the energy and the feelings of like, wow, that was epic. Even though I don't have the abs now, I'm going to get the abs, right? So just having that, I don't have that amount of money now, but I'm getting it. Once I believe that it's there, it's already mine. Now it's my job to stay a match for it. Now it's my job to do the things and it's my job to keep believing. And like, that's one of my favorite ways to, to wake up. So thank you for all of that. My last question to you is what makes you thrive? What makes me thrive is, is helping people, bettering people, helping people live at their, their ultimate optimal performance. I mean, studies have shown humans only reach 40% of their potential. I want people to tap into that 60% because there's so much more, you know, a lot of people just coast through life, you know, right on the median line. We only get a very short amount of time on this earth. Why would you not want to live at your highest potential and get the most out of your life? Why yeah. would you not want to thrive in every aspect of your life? So me just getting out there, helping people, hopefully spreading the word and just being there and being, being a sounding board, a positive community mm. for people, a positive resource for people to come to and helping them not only, you know, better themselves, but thrive as well. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I totally, totally resonate with the, uh, you only have a short amount of time totally, totally do that. I've experienced so much loss in my life. All of my main family members are dead except for my mom and my stepdad and like my sister, honestly. And like, it's just, that was like the realest thing for me to experience growing up where I was just like, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yep. And like, it's a beautiful thing as well because you get to know these people and like there's beauty in everybody that you know and you get to learn in all of those things. And it's like, wake your ass up you got to do the things and there's an aspect right now of the spiritual world where there's like zero percent availability for tough love um in some way shape or form and there's a lot of we're all very emotional people but a lot of like negativity around any sort of tough love and i think that there for my style of coaching there gets to be a good balance between like, hey, you have to do the things, like what is going on here, let's assess. And like, what do you actually want? 
And people get really like, eh, when you ask them that question, like, okay, but what do you want? Do you want this or do you want that? Like, which one do you want on a sales call or anything like that? So I think that there are ways to tiptoe around it, but certain people just resonate with like, hey, you're going to die one day, fucking do the things. Yep. You know, and it's, yeah. it's also just real. You know, you, you can't ignore it. Absolutely. And I've been, you know, known to get in trouble for my, my realism. I'm a realist more so than anything, but some people don't like it when I say, yeah. Hey, let's get your shit together. Like, let's go, yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm working on being a little softer. I gotta, you gotta read your clients as well. You can't be like yeah. someone who's overly emotional, like get your shit done. You know what I mean? You can't be like a drill instructor and like, you know, <laughs> finger point in their face. You got to tone yeah. it down a little bit. So you really got to understand who your client is, but you know, you gotta, you gotta sometimes give that tough love because uh -huh. life, life is, life is too short. Yeah. And your clients are going to mirror what you give to yourself. They're going to give it to them themselves. And like, if you're that tough love person, you're probably not going to attract somebody who doesn't want to handle it because they, you're showing up real, really, whatever we're going to go with it really on Instagram. You know, you're showing up like you when you come onto a podcast. So if somebody didn't resonate with you, they've already fucking clicked off and that's fine. They're just not your people. So being okay with that, no, being okay with being you and attracting the right person is, is your goal. And that's how you're going to grow your impact. That's how you're not going to reach burnout. That's how you're going to attract a team, like building a team that's in line with your vision, who's more excited for your mission than you are is like the number one way that I hire people. <laughs> it's been the last two hires that I made and it's phenomenal. If you are more excited than me about my mission, you fucking deserve to work with me. Like that's, that's a gift that I'm giving you to work with me and to help my people. I better fucking trust you. It's not like pay the cheapest person in the world so that you can just come on. It's like, who's in line with my vision? Who's in line with me? Who wants to sit on a long call with me and help me figure this shit out with me? Because I want to be there every step of the way, you know, and not, you get to dictate how much you give away, you know, and you always get that mirrored right back to you. And that is super, super important, you know, so you treat yourself the way you want other people to be treated and you just stay in your zone. And if people don't like the tough love, that's also okay. They're not your people. You don't have to change. Um, I remember the first time somebody told me that like, I was like too harsh. I was coaching at OTF and I would just like go, I, you were managing like 40 people and there's people running at 12 miles an hour. You're responsible for timing them. There's other people lifting heavy ass weights. Then they're running back to the rower and then they're jumping around. They have to tell the people to get off the treadmill. There's a lot going on. And so I wouldn't have time to be nice with your front. I would just say, okay, knee this way, weight on your heels, chest up. And people were like, oh, Johnny's so mean when she coaches. I'm like, no, I just don't want you to hurt yourself and have 20 other people running at 12 miles an hour. I better be on my A game to make sure those people don't die and fall off and hit themselves and kill themselves, right? Okay. So it, it, there are certain instances where you can have like that tough love and I think it's just fucking necessary and you have to be able to call people out because your clients need to be able to call themselves out and be real. And you get to be compassionate because life is fucking hard. You know? that's the, that's the main thing. Once, once I combine, learn to combine that tough love with the compassion, like it's, I'm not just being a hard ass to be a hard ass. I'm yeah. being a hard ass to, to better you. It really resonated with people. And now, you know, building out the client base and then and, and things are going well and hopefully just continue to build from here on out. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? What can they expect from you and where do you want them to go? 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Um, it's been, an, you know, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Anytime I'm invited to come on a podcast, especially a coach of your stature, I <laughs> definitely don't, don't find myself in your league. So thank you for the invite, but everyone can find me on Instagram. That's the main place at uh, jump above boundaries. That's the, the name of the coaching brand. Uh, just right now, I'm just showing up for people trying to, to put a positive spin on the world. There's so much negativity out there. So I'm going to continue to show up every day on Instagram and social media, show up for my clients. If anyone wants to work with us, I give any, any uh, new client out there a complimentary Zoom consultation. So see if we're a good fit because, you know, I want to make sure we're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for me. Like I said, I'm not just looking to bring anyone on because, you know, my time is limited right now. So I want to make sure I'm bringing on the right people. And I don't, I don't want you to waste your time and energy as well if I'm not the right coach for you. And, you know, that's totally fine if that would be the case. We'll part as friends and I'll send you uh, to Johnny's, Johnny's way so you could coach with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, other than that, Jump Above Boundaries on Instagram is the best place to, uh, best place to find us. Cool. Well, thank you so, so, so much. I'll link everything in the show notes below. And it was an absolute pleasure. I hope you guys got amazing things. Go follow Jason. He is an epic human. Also big fucking supporter. Um, and if anybody has a podcast of their own, he does love to come on podcasts. If you guys think that it would be a good fit for your community, definitely reach out to him. And yeah, it was great talking to you, Jason. I'll see you guys in the next episode.